This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. With it being Groundhog's Day, I got some Groundhog fun facts for you this morning. Okay. You want to help you out? I think this is uh, always kind of fun to break down our Groundhog Day watching. But, you know, if he sees his shadow, six weeks of more bad weather, they okay. say. So it scares him and makes him go back in his hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, and I don't know if this one is right or not, but uh, Groundhog's Day, they say if the groundhog comes out of his hole and he sees Taylor Swift's shadow, it means six more weeks before Taylor and Travis announce their engagement. I, I, I Google some of this. Some of this you made up. <laughs> Another thing they say that uh, the groundhog is not a weather forecaster. He is a weather prognosticator. Yeah, I always hear that. I don't know Which, what it means. Do you have to wear gloves for that? Probably. <laughs> Checking your prognosticate. I'll yeah. tell you what, we will uh, Google that and get the information to see how you prognosticate or <laughs> nosticate your prog or whatever, whatever they're doing. There. Does it explain the difference there? No. It doesn't? No, it does hmm, not. Do you think they would tell you? Let me look yeah. at that because yeah. I've always heard that. But uh, I did hear that he will be texting. Uh, the weather prediction this year and not coming out of his hole. He just texted it to us like everybody else is doing. I don't want to call. You're going to do a TikTok video. No, no, no Groundhog's Dance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> TikTok she Groundhog's excited about that. I did. Well, I was going to say it, too. You that know was what? funny. It could dance to this song. Listen to this. Let the groundhog down. Ooh, 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 ooh. Let the groundhog down. <laughs> He's gonna predict the end of the winter Ice in the snow If he does not go back in his hole See his shadow We ask a very cute little critter How does he know? Is it spring or will it stay cold? Over Punxsutawney Let the groundhog <laughs> Now that would be a great song for a groundhog to dance to You could AI the groundhog in I'd love it. Yeah. Well, I found the difference in prognosticator and a forecaster. Okay. Uh, A weather forecaster uses data and math models to prepare a forecast of the weather. A prognosticator uses mystical, magic-like things to predict the future. Oh, okay. So he's more predicting the future than the weather. Have we ever wondered if maybe he just comes out, sees a bunch of people, and gets scared and goes back? I don't know. More fun facts, though. I do know these. Don't put too much stock into Pucks County Field's predictions because I think Tommy. Stock in that? 
Yeah. I'm all in. He's been making them since 1886, and he's only been right about 39% of the time. Yeah, I've always heard 40, but that's about the same. So you do better if you just do the coin flip. What would be better is just to do and change it so it's the opposite of what he said, and then he'd be 60% of the time right. Now, to his defense, okay, the Groundhog Club, Club claims that he's never wrong. They say it's their fault for misinterpreting the language Groundhoggies. It's rigged. That's rigged. ease. Wow. Okay. And now this one is rare, very interesting. They used to eat Phil after he made his prediction. They stirred him up after the first official Groundhog Day in 1887 and said he was quite tender. <laughs> now, you couldn't get away with that nowadays because Pete would be after you. And now we see why he jumps back in his hole. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, I mean, if you got this guy who's able to see the future and then you kill him, how are you going to find another one in a year? By the way, PETA is already after. Yeah, I know. That's true. They yeah. don't want him to use, they want to use a coin. Yeah. Which could be more accurate, but still. Still, come on, it's Lee. no fun. He's, he's taken care of, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, they said he lives in a library all year round, but he gets to go out and play, too. Okay, uh, Gobbler's Knob. And just to let you know, before you Google Gobbler's Knob, put Safe Search on. <laughs> I want to go one year. Yeah, the Gobbler's Knob. Well, the event attracts thousands of people. The record was set in 2020 is around 40,000 people. What? I mean, that's the year it should have been the lowest. Uh, I know, but uh, that was right before the pandemic. I see. It was yeah. right before it got bad. Yeah, oh, and then yeah. it got bad. And then there's a guy who has finished watching uh, the Groundhog Day every day for a full year. That is, could you imagine watching that movie now? Because uh, you watch it over and over anyway when you watch it one time because yeah. it's the same <laughs> skit over and over. I've actually never seen it. It's actually good. What? I've never seen it. <laughs> Not good enough to watch every day for a year. I can't believe it. Someone, I know. Someone the other day said they've never watched any Star Wars movies. Was that you? Also me. Oh, my goodness. You know, I do this crazy thing called getting outside. Oh! Oh, oh burn! Is, Ooh, is, aloe vera in the house. Is that... Aloe. For the burn? <laughs> Sorry. Is oh, that God. after you've watched Mean Girls 12 times? Hey, now. See, you know what? You pick and judge your movies. Not to it's mention, like, you like are missing the entire... I mean, the whole world knows the basics of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I've seen it in other movies because it's the same thing. It just relives the same day. So well, they've done that. You don't really... I, I don't oh, want I was about Star Wars. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, no, it isn't. <laughs> it's like a, a culture. I mean, it's part of our culture now. Groundhog's Day, you're sitting there explaining it. I'm like, you've not even watched the movie. But I got the explanation right, didn't I? So, well, that's, an, on. that's an easy one. That, they can do that in like 15 seconds in a, in a meme. <laughs> so the guy, he watched it the first month. He said it was fun, and he focused on the story. But after that, he knew it so well, he could just kind of zone out on the tiny details. And he said there were a kids in a wheelchair in one of the scenes in the background of the hospital scene. And he realized it's the same kid Bill Murray starts catching every day that falls out of the tree. That's why he was in a wheelchair. Yeah. Because he wasn't yeah. getting caught at the beginning. Uh-huh. Uh, third stage, he said, uh, is around six months. He said, it was pretty miserable watching it every day <laughs> at that point. And then he said the final viewing was a big relief. Uh, after they'd watched it a full year every day. I'm not going to lie, man. You burn two hours every day <laughs> for a year doing something you are not enjoying at all. Right. That's like going to work. You <laughs> <laughs> did the truth. That's funny. And then finally, a fun fact about Puxtani Phil, a groundhog. They say that groundhog is another name for woodchuck. 
With that in mind, how much ground would a groundhog hog if a groundhog could hog ground? That's good. You get it? How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could? I just changed it to groundhog. How much ground could a groundhog? I'm not an idiot. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm trying to explain the joke. I didn't know how to respond. Well, that's a fun song you can teach your kids. It took Hawk a while to figure it out, so he just thought you would have a while to figure it out, too. It took me three hours (laughs) last night to write that song. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Groundhog's Day, everybody. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. I'm going to explain to you how statistics can lie to you. And I'm going to make it fun because I'm going to tell you a little story about 1984. Hmm. Or if you like the song, we can say 1985. Remember the... Yeah, uh, Bowling for Soup. Bowling for Soup song. So, people talk about the obesity rate in America right now. And they like to point fingers at things like fast food. Well, fast food was around in the 80s, too, and the obesity epidemic was nowhere near what they claim it is now. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's something else that they've never really put together that makes a big difference in our obesity rates now. And that is the fact that in 1985, people had to move. And now, in 2024, people don't have to move as much. I'll give you some examples. Okay. If you were to go back and look at 1984, people tend to say, oh, there were smaller portions, less fast food, and more GMOs and hydrofluorocarbons, HFCs, and less C17H21NO4. Don't even know what you said. That's cocaine. Oh. Um, <laughs> but they don't take into account the figure or the factors that figure into a great deal of our thinness back then and our thickness now. As you were magically transported back to 1984, you would find out that our entire society back then was rigged to make you eat less and move more. Here's how. If you lived in a typical home and town of the era where innovations like microwave ovens, automatic transmission cars, and attractive, affordable, man-made fabrics were around but not as common as they are now, you'd start with the fabrics. 100% natural fiber clothing was common in 1984. Polyester leisure suits had just gone out of style, and cotton, linen, wool, and silk were in. Natural fibers got dirty a lot more often, and guess what you had to do with them? What? You had to wash them more often. Okay. When you also have to iron them afterwards. So you were standing up, and you also weren't eating when you were ironing. Also, in your car, you might have had a manual transmission, which took two hands, making it harder to eat while you were driving, and burned a couple more calories. I still manage to do it. I know some people do. (laughs) I use my automatic like a manual. I don't even understand. Slide it over yeah. and do the little up and down. I got a four-wheel drive. <laughs> <laughs> we going in sand or snow today? <laughs> Back then, it probably didn't have a cup holder unless you bought one at the 7-Eleven, which closed at 11, by the way. Yeah. Uh, most folks couldn't wear a T-shirt and jeans to work, so even casual Friday meant khakis and a nice shirt. When you were commuting, you didn't want to eat and ruin those clothes. When you got to work, your desk was covered with paper. Okay, so you're saying that we would eat more while driving back then. Just the opposite. I mean, now as opposed to then. 
You got to work. Your desk was covered with paper. The phone would start ringing. You'd take some calls, type up a memo, go make the copies you needed, walk to the mail room. You were moving and not eating. If you did eat at the office, maybe a donut, a paper cup of coffee. You did it quickly. No sitting around catching up on your email while you enjoyed a venti vanilla latte and a giant breakfast bagel. Easy to bring in, but like for you, example, you don't move around too much. Once you get here, you're stationed there for unless you have to go to the microwave. I mean, pretty much most people do a lot of this now. <laughs> Lunchtime would roll around, and you'd go into the break room and eat your sandwich, maybe a can of Coke from the vending machine. Unless you had an office, you wouldn't eat at your desk, and you would have that more formal clothing on, so you would eat smaller portions and eat carefully. In fact, Roman meal was a popular brand in the 80s for bread, and it came in one size, and it was smaller bread, and that meant you had smaller sandwiches. Okay. They do that with the gluten-free bread, too, because I have to buy it for my mother-in-law, and I always feel bad for her when I have to make yeah, her a sandwich. Yeah, because it's like tiny. Thing. Yeah. All right. They didn't really have that many ATMs back then, and you'd have to go in and wait for the bank teller. You weren't eating while you stood in line. Yeah, and you'd go through that little bitty rope line, like three or four different lines. It'd almost be like riding a ride at <laughs> Disney World. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're high-fiving people as you pass. Yeah. Hey, it's you again. You're one hour away from this point. Uh-huh. <laughs> you'd and then go the, home, you eat dinner. Maybe you're really hungry, and you'd have a steak and a baked potato with a big piece of cake or ice cream. Or maybe you'd pick up Pizza Hut or go through McDonald's drive through And yes, there was plenty of fast food, but even though teens might work at Jack in the Box, your sister might work a block away at Dairy Queen, they had Domino's, Baskin Robbins, Pizza Hut, Wendy's, McDonald's, but people still didn't eat as much, even though the fast food wasn't expensive, uh, adjusted for inflation, it's actually not that much more now. Yeah. Uh, so. But they said, basically, if you wanted to snack on your leftovers, there wasn't a way to nuke them for most people. You had to put them in the oven, and it took a long time. I see your point there, but also, nowadays, like a McMuffin is the size of a quarter. Back <laughs> then, it was the size of a hamburger. Okay. So that's that does not go along with your study here. Need to clean up the house? Better get ready to sweat. Did not have a dishwasher in every house. There was certainly no self-propelling vacuums or, better yet, Roombas. Yeah. I still sweat, even with those things. With a Roomba? Okay, maybe not the Roomba, okay. but oh. definitely with the vacuum. If you're going against the grain of the carpet, and you're like, come on! Uh, so she, only, she loses calories looking for the remote for the Roomba. Vacuums <laughs> made in the 80s were heavy as bowling balls, and vacuuming burned a lot of calories. Okay. The average chart showing a housewife's activity, they burned over 700 more calories than today, which is more than most people will burn on a 45-minute workout. Yeah, I did see a study on that one where the your girls are not doing as many chores like vacuuming and stuff anymore. Well, it's not yeah. girls aren't doing it. It's that we don't have to work as hard because the machines do so much for us. Also, on the weekends, you might watch some TV, but there was no binge watching for eight hours to see a whole episode of shows. It just didn't happen. Well, yeah. Uh, HBO had just started, and a lot of people didn't even have cable. And you didn't have your cell phones. So you can sit there on the couch all day and be entertained. You have to get up or you have to schedule your TV watching because it would only come on at a specific time. While you're watching your TV, you might be paying bills, which meant writing checks, stamping envelopes that you'd have to take to the post office. Typically, you weren't snacking while you did that because it's kind of a pain to do bills and also eat. Yeah. Uh, you <laughs> might spend time writing letters. 
Uh, and back then, parents <laughs> would complain about their teens making long phone calls, which was the 80s version of too much screen time. John's grandma sent me a birthday card in the mail, and yeah. I was like, you know, she would appreciate like a handwritten card back as a thank you. Mm-hmm. My hand started to cramp. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And it wasn't even a long thing that I wrote. And I was like, this is pathetic. And you go into the app store going, is there an app for writing letters? <laughs> use AI yeah. to write it. Yeah, make it easy. <laughs> well, the point of all this is it isn't just necessarily these big things. Every labor-saving device or convenience that we have in our world literally takes away movement from us, and we become more and more sedentary, and we don't get up and move. So that's what you're blaming it on. That's what they're saying is a huge factor, is that we're not really necessarily uh, creating worse foods now or necessarily eating more fast foods now. We don't move. I got another one you missed out on. And a lot of kids may not know this, but my brother tells me back then you had to walk or drive to an arcade to play a video game. You could not sit on your couch and just play it or just stream it in. You would have to go to an arcade with a big room and play video games. Uphill. Both directions. In the snow. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. school. Is that like Dave and Buster's? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Frankie, stuff like that. They like, didn't have a bar. Yeah. I like yeah. arcades. I do, too. Yeah. So... Well, next time someone gives you a hard time about all of that, you tell them it ain't your fault. It's because of the Roombas. Okay. I'm overweight because of my Roomba. (laughs) Makes sense to me. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Well, when you think about uh, occupational first, or you uh, think about that feeling you have when you know you've made it. There was an article about it and talking about how you know you've made it. Because it's the first time you probably do something. You might think it's the first time you get your paycheck, but a lot of people say that's not when you know you've made it. It's the first time you have to do something in your profession. For example, first time I got a radio job, I was, I, I was nervous. And I went to the boss and I said, you know, I don't mind you know, playing the, the music and stuff, but I'm a little scared to talk. He's like, you know what? 
Just take your time. You, you'll, it'll feel natural. And then about six months later, he comes to me and says, um, Hawk, you need to start talking because that's what disc jockeys do. <laughs> so the first time I cracked the mic, I was nervous and sweating all over. I was so scared. You, Wait, guys, you guys don't know that feeling? Not yeah. to the degree that you did. Okay. I mean, I was excited to get As soon as someone opened a mic up, I was like, yeah, I want to talk on it. And you have not stopped since, have you? <laughs> <laughs> Every time I feel like I've made it in radio, I do something really dumb on air to set me back. Like my first radio job, okay. I said Nova Scotia when I was reading something. And it's Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> <laughs> well, they just learned something. Yeah. That I'm dumb? No. <laughs> but you think about it, you know, when you feel like you've made it, you've got your job, you've worked for it, and then it's time to actually do that job. For example, like doctors that are surgeons, the first time they have to do that surgery. Now we know that they have spent a lot of time and they have to follow an intern and follow doctors around to see them do it. But then there's that point where it's like, okay. Here's the scaffold. You take over. <laughs> I'd hate to and, be that patient. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be the first one. And you don't want to know that information. Like, hey, mm-hmm. this is going to be Dr. Uh, you know, Timmons' first operation, and guess what? <laughs> You're the lucky person. Better get a discount. Yeah. Well, they don't. They mm-hmm. don't do that. Mm-hmm. But, but you can say you don't want to be a, have a student do anything, but then you have to trust they don't cheat while you're asleep. Now, for teachers, they say the first time they give a test makes them feel like, you know what? They, they've made it. It's like that first test they give out. I think that depends on how many students pass that test. If everybody fails, maybe well, that's you a negative way to look it. at it. I'm hoping everybody's going at least maybe, most of the class going. Maybe pass. it's like you whenever you like do something to set yourself back. Maybe they feel like they made it when they give the test, and then they see the scores and they don't feel <laughs> yeah. like it again. That's their Nova Scotia. <laughs> yes. I was thinking negative too, Hulk, because I thought, yeah, that's the first time you hand out that test is the first time the students hate you. Oh, that's true too. Yes, yeah, yeah. the first time that they don't like. You. I see. I feel like homework is more of the hatred thing because it's like you know you're gonna have. A test but boy when they give you that homework and it's like they think they're the only teacher given homework you got 47 pages to read and write an essay on tonight and you're like well i have five other classes yeah uh first time that a police officer pulls somebody over or arrest them they say they know they've made it they've They've studied this for a long time, and now I get to arrest somebody. Oh, as the police officer. As a police okay. officer, yeah. <laughs> First yeah. time you got arrested. No. I, I made it, Mom. <laughs> it's a shame their answer isn't something like, the first time I helped someone out and did the protect and serve part instead mm-hmm. of giving someone a ticket. For a nurse, first time she draws blood. Okay. And you don't want to be the first one, too. So you don't want to hear that from the nurse. I've never done this before, and you are my first patient. Oh, you know when it's their first time, too, because they prick you all over your yeah. arm. And then they're like, you have roller veins. I'm like, well, can you prevent them from rolling or something? What's a roller vein? Uh, apparently, my veins just wiggle out of way conveniently when the needle comes. Oh, okay. You, know, you just have someone it's their first day. It's kind of like the Matrix where, you know, yeah. the bullet's coming from <laughs> the guy in the veins. Like, oh, I don't want that needle. My wife was uh, getting her blood drawn, and she's had two in a row that were horrible. She finally told him. She put a note on there when she booked it. She says, listen, I can't be someone's training thing. And so the lady came up to her, and she's like, are you new? She says, no, I saw your note. She goes, we'd rather you tell us that and give than to just give up on giving. So she's going to tell him from now on, I can't be a training person. My veins are too hard for someone who's new. Uh, Well, they got the hint when I blacked out. Well, people black out all the time. Well, we're talking about occupational first. How about the lawyer? 
first time that he's like, you go to his office like, well, it's the first time that I'm going to go to court, but uh, yeah, I'll represent you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they're not going to volunteer that information. No. I'm being extreme there. Lifeguard, first time they have to save a life. Now that would be scary. That's. Yeah. And pulling somebody out of the water. Yeah, I wouldn't want that. That wouldn't make me feel like I've made it. Okay. We're putting that white stuff on your nose. No, like, that, yes. that's when you feel like, okay, I've, I've made, made it. it. I put the white stuff on my nose. Climb up into the chair. Yeah. <laughs> Start looking at all the pretty girls. Being all studly. <laughs> Slow run down the beach, and they're like, can you hurry? They're drowning. <laughs> <laughs> first time you babysit, maybe, you know? That like, first mm. diaper. Or maybe, did you have to babysit your sisters, or did they babysit you? you they babysit they me. They're babysit older. You. Yeah. That's right. Well, do you really feel like you made it? When you're babysitting, that's usually like yeah, a teenage thing. I know, because teenagers, you know what? They're like that sense of responsibility. Mom and dad, they say, I can babysit tonight and make some money. That's got to be a great feeling. I didn't have it because I didn't babysit. My mom said, you just watch your brother. I don't think that was technically babysitting. Yeah. Why they left the house for three hours. And we didn't get paid. I didn't get paid for <laughs> no, it. So not, at all. not babysitting. And it's amazing he's alive. Uh, I mean, one of you shot each other with a bow and arrow. That's true. Uh, they say, like, camp counselors, sometimes I remember camp counselors, and they're like, the first time you become a camp counselor, I think he was like, I don't know, 14, and I was like 10, but he was a camp counselor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess as a camp counselor, you made it when you hear a ch ch No. That's when you lost it. You're going to lose it. Okay. They mentioned makeup artists have their first time. Sit down here. Let me uh, dress you up there. And it depends on if they go to the circus afterwards or a runway. (laughs) Whether you're going to make it. Yeah. (laughs) This is my first time doing this. I know know they practice in beauty school and stuff, but they still have that first time they have to do it. Um, Someone mentioned wedding photographer or some kind of photographer. They're not going to say that's their first time. But say it's, there's got to be a first time where they're like, I'm going to do your wedding pictures for you. Well, yep. the way they used to do it, and, and back in the day when it was done right, was you would be the person who worked with, you would train, you would be like a trainee, mm-hmm. and you would do some backup work so that if yours didn't turn out, it didn't really crush things. But now people get a new digital camera, they're like, I am a wedding photographer, mm-hmm. let me put up a website, good luck. And can you imagine a firefighter's first time going to a fire? Their adrenaline's got to be, like, crazy. But they feel like they've made it at that point. I think it's sliding on the pole. They still have poles? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's when I would think I'm like, yes, yeah. I'm a firefighter. One in Simpsonville, I think it's just a one story. So if they're doing it, oh, they're doing it wrong. Fair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You want a two-story firehouse. I always figured to go, yeah. Ooh, it's some- you got your arms around yeah. the squeaky skin. Yeah, squeaky skin. <laughs> <laughs> you need to I grease it up there. Put some uh, WD forty. Uh, put some WD forty on your it. Legs. Hey, I'm with Hawk, man. You're in a hurry to get to that fire. Yeah. Grease that pole. You ever try to climb a greased pole? You're not supposed to climb it. You're going down it. No, but I've seen the squirrel do it several <laughs> times online. <laughs> Hawk and Tom on B ninety three point seven. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 